Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast, your ultimate source for insights and trends shaping the Mexican business landscape. The following expert contributor article of the entrepreneur's industry is, Truth, Lies and Critical Thinking in the Age of Fake News, by Nicholas Brandoni, CEO and founder of Peak Latam. War makes for great circulation, famously said William Randolph Hearst, owner of the New York Journal. He was famous for what came to be called yellow journalism, and he fanned the fires of the Spanish-American War of 1898 by sensationalizing the acts of the Spanish and provoking the outrage of the public. Now, in 2023, war continues to make for great circulation, but the world has changed since the days of Horst. It's not just a yellow journalism and the occasional lie in so-called professional media, we'll come back to that later, now we also have fake news. An AI. An AI-powered fake news. And the internet and social media and algorithms to spread all that. Maybe Hearst would have loved it. The war between Russia and Ukraine and the military conflict in Gaza are the most recent example of what war looks like in the age of fake news. Actually, war looks the same way it always did, ugly. In both current conflicts, disinformation is employed to garner support or create a perception of broader backing for a particular cause. Many times, it's AI-generated content designed to be spread on social media such as deep fakes of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky claiming the war was over, or of Russian President Vladimir Putin surrendering. There have also been videos of the backstage of films being used as supposed proof of Palestinians faking injuries, and even video game footage, such as the trailer for FPS Game Squad or the military simulation game Armor 3, as videos of either the Middle Eastern conflict or the war in Ukraine. As Eschelus once said, in war, truth is the first casualty. And it's not just war, fake news is also prevalent in politics, but then again, war and politics are often the same thing, such as the 2016 claims that Hillary Clinton was running a pedophilia ring from a pizzeria, which then suffered threats and even the attack of a shooter, or the frequent lies about the coronavirus pandemic echoed by Presidents Donald Trump in the United States and Joey Bolsonaro in Brazil. Fake news takes advantage of a general distrust in traditional media. And it's understandable. The presumption is that journalism should strive to be objective and truthful. But that's not always the case, and people know it. There are different ways in which the media can lie and manipulate information and usually get away with it. One trick is taking certain people at their word, even when it's obvious they're lying. A famous, or perhaps infamous, example is George W. Bush's false claim that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Perhaps less obviously, Fossards in the media often happen when busy journalists cover the news and just reproduce whatever the police say. Without questioning other parties, criminals are often presented as a convenient mother. In those cases, if the police report is not truthful, neither will be the coverage of the story. More recently, Fox settled a defamation case with Dominion Voting Systems for knowingly allowing fossards to be spread regarding the last American presidential election. Rupert Murdoch, then president of Fox, admitted he could have halted the promotion of election lies, but chose not to. The news can't be taken as a synonym of truth. First, because what is the truth anyway? But without getting as philosophical as that, it's because news is a narration of something that happened, picked by a group of people who have interests and are mostly running a business. Even if we think they're honest, that doesn't mean they don't have political opinions and ideological views of life. They do. 
And media bias isn't always the result of an evil plan, and many times it's the result of the inherent biases of those who run them, or of the editors, or of the journalists, or of society, or different combinations of all of those. So, knowing that media companies aren't telling the whole truth, people turn to other sources of information, which is not necessarily better. A recent study by Pew Research shows that 71% of Americans get at least some of their news from social media, with Facebook as the number one source of news in all social platforms. Three in 10 US adults report getting their news there. 26% regularly get news on YouTube, 16% on Instagram, 14% on TikTok. Although the number is higher for people under 30, 12% on X and 8% on Reddit. In the United States, only 3% of people say they get their news from WhatsApp. However, in Brazil, Datafolha reported that 61% of voters got their news on WhatsApp during the 2018 presidential elections. In neighboring Argentina, my home country, the number of people who claim they get news from WhatsApp is lower, but still quite high, 23%. It's interesting that, according to Pew, a rising majority of people expect the news they find on social media to be untrue. Indeed, disinformation spreads quite easily. Brazilian newspaper Folha de São Paulo reports that 97% of news shared on mobile phones about Bolsonaro in 2018 was either false or manipulated. An MIT Media Lab study published in that same year analyzed the dissemination of verified, true, and false news on Twitter, now X, over a decade. They assessed 126,000 stories, tweeted by around 3 million users over 4.5 million times. Using information from six fact-checking organizations with a 95-98% to 98 agreement, they found that falsehoods spread farther, faster, deeper, and wider than truths. Most experts would agree that it's important to always double-check the news we get on social media or messaging apps, and the data shows that we're right to do so. However, the problem is that the media doesn't have a stellar track record of always being truthful. There isn't, of course, an easy answer, but news organizations will always be more reliable and accountable than fake news distributed online, normally with a murky origin or pretending to be from a source it's not. The bottom line is that nothing can replace critical thinking, which feeds on knowledge. The more we know about the world and how it works, the more we'll be able to spot fake news and disinformation, whether it happens on Facebook, WhatsApp, or your favorite newspaper. It's not about not believing in anything or anyone, but rather, about understanding that the truth is always elusive, and finding it, or some semblance of it, will require a certain degree of work. We can find ways to verify information and distinguish deepfakes from real videos, but nothing will be able to replace the oldest tool we have, a critical mind. More information on the Mexican business ecosystem at mexicobusiness.news. <laughs>